have my seven or eight volunteers again for today. As we revise, we are in Genesis, or rather Revelation, chapter 1. Last week we went through three chapters. Ne? Don't worry. I'm not going to take time and go through the chapters about the beast and the what what. I'll tell you what people say, but I'm not interested. Those are the things that when we go to the school of theology, we'll go deeper into them. But for now, we are interested in Jesus and the church. His power revealed and what he's doing. So I don't have um, volunteers. Should I ask them? Okay. Let me just revise a few things for us. Saints, we're talking about being an eternally significant church. In other words, what we want you to remember is that every church, according to it, including us, we think we are doing the right thing. And sometimes in our pride, we criticize other churches. But as I often tell you, there is no best church except the body of Christ. And you and I don't have any right to be criticizing the body of Christ. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, fight for the unity of the body. And so, Rona, our job here is to make you aware that you are part of something more important than you. It's called the body of Christ. And as amazing as it may seem, everyone in the body of Christ thinks what they are doing as a church is the best. But you know, the truth is, I don't know how does the finger think I'm doing the best thing than the leg. It doesn't make sense because you are not supposed to do the same things. So you can only be best in what you were called to do. Not in comparison to the other person or the other church. So as we read here, we read about seven churches. All these seven churches are a reflection of us as individuals or as churches. And as we read through the scriptures, O Lord, Tarin Tarinto. And so now we read, verse 1 told us that this is the revelation of Jesus Christ which he gave to his servants to show things that must shortly happen. Ne? So who's our Jesus today? Okay, Jesus is not here. Can I have Jesus for me? This does a better one. Okay, there's Jesus. Very interesting Jesus. So, saints, I know Jesus come uh, next to me. For now, I'll be the father. Okay, no problem. This is the revelation of Jesus. Remember, the church is the body of Jesus. And so, each one represents the body. Right? But Jesus says, I am showing you what is to come, what has happened, and what is happening. So as I read, or as you read the book of Revelation, we're reading what happened, what is happening, and what is to happen, as revealed by Jesus. Everything. He's showing us how he deals with his enemies, how he deals with his children, how he deals with every part of creation. Are you still okay? Now, I give this one, give a vision. We go to verse 18. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hate and of death. Amen. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this. 
tse etsa halang le tsetlo etsa ha right and then he says the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand are the and the seven golden lampstands the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches remember we spoke about that again hore ba ba mbareke manyoloi ba ba mbareke ba root again and then he says and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches chapter 2 then he says to the angel of the church of ephesus these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand and who walks in the midst of the seven golden stems so now the, let us you remember how we arranged ourselves last time so this is what now jesus says he says first and foremost these seven lampstands are churches ne from seven churches from ephesia the church of ephesus to the church of laodicea now these churches are all in what they call asia mine hona jwa le gibitsa take ne so it's not some churches in a world that never existed kuru when you go to take now they will show you this is where the church yeah pegamon was this is where the church of they were how the sheba they say they were about 50 kilometers away from one another So understand what I say it's far from one another. So now Jesus says this is the one who's speaking who's walking amongst the lamp stands you can start walking. So remember as God Jesus walks what does the reminder it hopotsang Emmanuel God is with us if God be for us who can be against us but you see here's the thing god is not only with us god sees what we do and sometimes we, re- we look at it and say god is with us mudimu unaleron as if god is only against our enemies yeah but god also judges our actions you see that's why he's amongst us so you need to be careful of both don't just think god will fight for me no 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 god will fight against you too He will tell you I have these things against you. So when you think about him walking amongst the lampstands he sees what happens in this church he sees what happens he sees what happens there. Are you still okay? Thank you guys. Keep that picture, ne? Now we go to the last chapter. Khotlo chapter 2. And then we read what Jesus says. In chapter 22 from verse 12 Jesus says now, "And behold I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work." I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. We'll talk about the city as we continue. But outside the city are dogs. Now you do realize when they say dogs here they don't mean the ho ho ones. They mean certain people who in their behavior how to dinjamo so it says outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie i jesus have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches i am the root and the offspring of david the bright and the morning star so jesus says As I walk amongst the churches I am checking ne Remember he says in the last days he'll separate the sheep from the wolves o tla arohanya dinkuling di diput and he will take those who do not belong into his kingdom but here's the funny thing if Jesus takes them out of his kingdom where were they all this time They were in the churches they were you and me But he says no 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 not everyone who says lord lord 
So, Honorable Harry Limo, we don't really know who's a sheep, who's a goat, and who is going to be taken out. The only way to be sure is to do what Jesus says. So that's what we're trying to correct, to make sure that you understand what the word of the Lord is saying to us. Let's go back to chapter 2. I'm already feeling like I've gone too far. But I've not even read what I'm supposed to read. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them to be liars. And you have persevered and have patience. And that mark, you can see where I'm reading. Can you continue reading? Verse 3. And you have persevered and have patience and have, and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place. Unless you repent. What is the lampstand? A church. He says, unless you repent, I will remove you. Ne? Which church is he talking to? Ephesus. We're going to come back to all that just now. Yes, sir. Verse 6. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Up to verse 11. And to the angel of the church in Simrna, write, These things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy, of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw you, to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. To the church in Smyrna, these are going to suffer, the Bible says. So now we, we will turn our attention to the first two churches and the others will skim through. When you look at these two churches, one, Ephesus, the name means desirable. One, Smyrna means sweet smell. Now watch. This one, Jesus says, you are going to even be killed. That is mine, right? Ephesus says to them, you have all these other things that are good, except one. You've forsaken your first love. And then he says, the other thing you have in your favor is that you do not tolerate the Nicolaitans. We'll come out and talk about that. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 18. We want to explore, I'm not going to explore all the churches, but just the first two in chapter 2. And then in Acts chapter 18, we follow Paul as he preaches in different cities. We want to see this church of Ephesus, what kind of a church was it? The Bible now tells us that it says, after these things, Paul was in Corinth. Are you still with me there? And so Paul is in Corinth, he's preaching there. Verse 4. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. While Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him, 
and blasphemed, he shook his garment and said to them, you, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean from now on. I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man called Justus, one who was a worshiper of God, whose house was next to the synagogue. Verse 9. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent. For I am with you and no one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people in this city. Which city is this? Corinth. Again. And he continued there. How long? A year and six months. After that, people started quarreling and then Paul had to leave. Are you following? Verse 19. And he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay longer with them, he did not consent, but took leave of them, saying, I must by all means keep Coming to, the, coming to the feast in Jerusalem. But I will return again to you. God willing, he sailed from Ephesus. Now I want you to follow something with me. This is the church that we'll go deeper into because the scripture gives you idea. He was preaching, he was doing missionary work. So he's in Corinth for one year, six months. So you see, he was not, he planted the church, taught them for one year and Six months. What does he do? He moves on. Part of his journey lands him where? In Ephesus. Ephesus, the first time he goes, he talks to them about Jesus. They say, can you stay? He says, no, I cannot stay. I have to go to Jerusalem. So this is the first time we come across Ephesus. Are you still with me? Okay, then let's jump to verse 1 of chapter 19. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper region, came to Ephesus again. I grew with the I'll come back. So now he's back where? In Ephesus. Verse 8. And he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for how long? For three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. But when some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way, the way is Christianity then. They did not call it Christianity. He departed from them and withdrew with some of the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. The story about this. Tyrannus. You don't. This is the scripture they are based on. Are you still okay? So then, now, verse 11, God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul. Verse 17, this became known both to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. The name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. So here's what, where we need to start. The first time we hear about the church Ephesus, when Jesus is introduced to the name of Jesus in this church Ephesus was magnified. Because the whole area, yeah, Ephesus, people about the, 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 the gospel. And now, Everyone magnifies the name of Jesus. And many who had believed came, confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them. And it was a lot of money. Verse 20. So they went, the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. I don't know if you are seeing what kind of a church this is. This is a church where the word of God is not second guessed. How do I anything Give me the verse. They speak the way. They are people of the way. So they are a very strong church. Are you still okay? And so 
the Bible tells this very important story, which I want you to listen. I'm going to try and read the whole of it. And about that time, verse 23, there arose a great commotion about Christianity. Agree, you know the way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines for Diana. Diana was the goddess of fertility. Now, this is what used to happen. There's a temple where there are temple prostitutes. So people come. Have I brothel in? Let's have a brothel again. Not that you have gone, but if, if you know the, the term, you must know. Again. So instead of people going by a monu doing, the fertility people. So people will go to this, no, it's not a church, to this temple. Now, guys like Demetrius, like you know those Buddhas. But listen to what then happens. It says, verse 25, he called them together with the workers of similar occupation and said, men, you know that we have our prosperity by this trade, making these gods. Moreover, you see and hear that not only at Ephesus, but throughout almost Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people saying that they are not gods which are made with hands. So not only is this trade of ours in danger of failing, falling into disrepute, but also the temple of the great goddess Diana may be despised and her magnificence destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worship. Now when they heard this, they were full of wrath. And saying, Great is Diana of Ephesus. So the whole city was angry. And so they went and started making a riot. Now, over the two and a half years, Paul is there, is preaching. You see what is happening? The whole city is ten. By the time Paul leaves this church, can you see the environment? Everyone. Everyone has repented. Everyone says, Jesus is Lord. And then Paul goes away. In Acts chapter 20, which I believe by now in this church you know. When he comes back, he's passing. So if Ephesus is there, he's in Miletus. He's passing. He sends for the elders of the church there. He says, hey guys, remember when I came to you, I taught you everything. I agree, you know, the, we've read that. I don't know how many times we've read that scripture in this church. Né? But he says, Luna as leaders, take care of yourself and the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Then he says these important words. He says, because I know. What do I know? When I leave, ravenous wolves will rise amongst you. Let's read it for those who have not been in this church before. Verse 28 of chapter 20. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you and what will they do? Not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples to them. Let's go to the book of First Timothy chapter 1. Are you still okay, Bazalani? Now Paul is writing a letter to Timothy. He says, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope, to Timothy, a true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ, our Lord. As I asked you, now listen, as I asked you when I went into Macedonia, remain where? That you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. And then you can read the whole. So here's the thing. We are in Revelation 
Jesus says to the church, I have one thing against you. So here's where we need to connect. First time around, the gospel is preached in Ephesus. Everybody repents. The name of the Lord is magnified. The word of the Lord grows and prevails. Paul takes more time than he did in Corinth. He teaches this church. He teaches this church for over two years. He teaches this church. He teaches this church. When he's away, he says, I'm still concerned about this church. He says, let me come and talk to their leaders. Leaders, make sure. Take care of this. Take care of that. Take care of that. H, this church, um, it is in my heart. Let me take my son, Timothy. Timothy, you are my best son. You are the one I can trust to take care of this church. Go and be a pastor in this church. Timothy is in this church. Tell, Paul tells him, Timothy, be strong. Be an example to them. If they are fathers, teach them how to love their families. He, he gives him doctrine. He says, this church is the pillar of truth. So you see, this is not your average. So now, this church, God says, I commend you. You know, I know your works, your perseverance. You, you have tested those who say they are apostles. How did you test them? Because you had good apostolic foundations. Paulus ulifile meteo ya bu apostol. Timothy at alifa meteo ya bu apostol. So doctrinally you are very sound. So you see this is not your average ignorant church. Hasaba zalan boring hawa motor. Puluso ki. Puluso gure hagole ita. Ebo ikari au chais and then you opulu heal. These ones can explain. They can take you from a to Z of what it means. What it means to love Jesus. They are a strong theological church. And one of the things they say. You also do not permit the Nicolaitans. Who are the Nicolaitans? The Nicolaitans were almost like Balaam. We'll talk about Balaam. You'll hear somewhere. He speaks to one of the churches. He says you allow the teachings of Balaam. So now, what did the Nicolaitans do? The Nicolaitans were doing two things that God says, I hate. Number one, they allowed fornication. Sleeping around. God says, I hate it. In the book of Ephesians, he says, tell them, let there be no hint of sexual immorality amongst you. Ne? The second thing the Nicolaitans did was that in elebat wa sebeletsang midingwana le badimo so ena le ba crest ba gothaletsang ba bang hore ha modimo wa thusa now remember the nicolaitans but only the spirit of balam ne let's read in exodus chapter Let's start from 25. Are you still okay, Bazalan? Exodus chapter, let's take it from 25. In 25 it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. Yeah? And so, they, 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 they would bring their offerings to God. That is the initial worship. Ne? So, in Exodus, we find Israel loving God. But then remember, in the book of Numbers, Balak, Ubitamang, Balaam, I request these people for me. You remember the story? We preached about it when? Last year. And Balak, Balaam says, no, 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 no. God is not a man that he should lie. But he says to Balaam, to Balak, I'll give you an advice what to do with them. Because remember, if you say, now nah, I must curse them, I can't. Because they are blessed. 
But let me give you an advice what to do. Let's hear what Balaam said, or let's let's just let's go to numbers. In numbers, okay, we'll read both 25 and 31. Now Israel remained in Akashi. I'm reading 25, Numbers chapter 25. Israel remained in Akashia Grove, and the people began to commit halotry with the women of Moab. Okay. Come on, Israel. They began to commit halotry. I want you to understand how did they advise Balaam and the Nicolaitans, what do they mean? So, verse 2. They invited the people to sacrifices of their gods and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. You see what is happening? On the one extreme, Israel is starting to sleep around. On the other extreme, the Moabites invite them more. Hey, can I let me get? Because they invite you you know we are uh, we will be thanking God and what 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 okay what and so Israel started bowing to these gods ne? but let's go to chapter 31 don't worry one day we will finish and then you will be fine again we will start preaching bless going in again Let's read from verse 14. But Moses was angry with the officers of the army, with the captains over the thousands and captains over hundreds who had come from the battle. Now listen to what Moses says. And Moses said to them, I have, ha, have you kept all the women alive? Look, these women caused the children of Israel through the counsel of who? To do what? To trespass against the Lord in the incident of Peor. And there, there was a plague among the congregation. So how did they do that? They slept with them and they worshipped their God. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Who's tired? No one. Okay. Someone has just said in, in their heart, don't speak for me. <laughs> speak for yourself. Now I came here to hear I'm blessed going in. Okay. We are in First Corinthians chapter 10. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men, Judge for yourselves what I say. Because the Nicolaitan thing was still in Corinth as well. So Paul says to them, Mamela, the cup of blessing which we bless. You remember the cup of blessing? We just had one now. The communion. Are the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not for the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not communion for the body of Christ? For we, though many, are one, one bread and one body, for we are all, we all partake of that one bread. Observe Israel. Now, Utari. Luna Badichaba. Bapulusitueng. Akeli Tutenka Israel. History Nyabo. Ne? I observe two things about them. Number one are. Are not those who eat of the sacrifices partake of the altar? Are how telling a little ring? You become one with that altar. Again, what am I saying then? That an idol is anything, or what is offered to idols is anything. Rather, that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice are. I'm not saying. That food is anything or whatever. 
are the point I want you to understand. Kur, badi chab habar baeta misebezi, and they invite you. This is what he says. Rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Question. You do have a picture of what the Nicolaitans were doing. You, ha- you do have a picture of the spirit of Balaam and the advice of Balaam was like. Okay. If that is the case, let me ask you this question. How many people in this church are practicing the acts of the Nicolaitans? Hmm? No. No. You'll never know. Now I pastor this church. I know these people. I'm happy for you, it's pastors, that you don't do it anymore. But let me ask you, where now who's practicing the Nicolaitan things? God says, I hate them. And remember, he's walking amongst the... Don't think God does not see you. He does. So you see, as a church, we think, hey, 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 hey. God says... I have an issue with you. Amongst you, there are people who sleep around. Amongst you, there are people who go to Sangomas and go to Mikiti Abadim. Amongst you. says, I hate that. Now, here's a question. God is walking amongst us. What do you think he sees? Eh? Are you still okay? Can we finish? You see this church of Ephesus. Can someone go for us to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 22? How's that? If in the can you read it as well? If anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be a case. Oh Lord, come. You know, you must see how delusional we are as churches. Jesus. But that's not the truth. The truth is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And how do you love the Lord? John chapter 14. Don't claim to love Jesus when you are not obeying his commandment. Don't claim to love Jesus when you still have your mutis and your magic, what I have, magic arts. Don't claim... What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? So, saints, he says, You, you do all these things. Now, can you imagine the church in Ephesus was better than most churches? Because when they dealt with sin, they dealt with sin. When they dealt with doctrine, they dealt with doctrine. And it's about to out like, no, hey, 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 144,000. No, they told you straight, you don't know what you are talking about. How counter, I'm an apostle, they test you, what apostle are you? They know how to check scripture. I'm prophet so and so. They say, no, 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 let's test you by the scriptures. They knew. But the Bible says, I have this thing against you. You have forsaken the basis of everything. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 13. And all these shall remain. Faith, hope and love. But the greatest of them all is love. Yeah, but even if you were to give yourself to die. The Bible says without love. So you see saints. We have a challenge not only to lead as leaders. 
to lead you through doing right things, but to be loving. And sometimes you assume our job is easier, it's hard. Because for you, for God to speak well of you, your heart must be right. But guess what we deal with? Most of the people want to do the right thing for the wrong motive. Most people in churches, they give, but their hearts are far from God. They tithe, they, I mean, they, they are leading us. Every time, Murutu Ayamar, hey, Rilebu Hamurimu, Kantatete Bohomona, Ntate Une Hetika 50,000. Why some Malelo and Tate Bachelet, how Ratamudimu be? Eh? Put your money. Because whatever is done, Without faith is sin. And so when we think of what are we becoming as a church, realize it's not just about doing the right thing. It's not about the right doctrine. Don't go around thinking, you know, in our church, they teach us church governance. So what? You know church governance. But forgiveness to you, Situnke Hold. What are we achieving? Can you understand we are achieving nothing? Because the Lord will still say, unless you repent, I'll remove your lampstand. And to the church in Smyrna, he says, you, you are going to suffer persecution. So which means, where you are, there's such persecution. He says, the devil is going to kill some of you. But be strong until the end. What does that mean? It means we must not be caught up in this theology already. You know, I'm a child of God. Bless going in, bless going out. Nothing will happen to me. Something will happen to you. Are you Paul? You know Paul knew God more than you. Something happened to him. Are you Stephen? Man full of the Holy Spirit and power. Something happened to him. And every one of those beloved disciples, something happened. Did God forsake them? No. Paul says, when I go through stuff, I already know. The Holy Spirit tells me. Isn't it amazing? How can the Holy Spirit say to you, you are going to be beaten today. But be strong, I'm with you. Why, why can't you say, let's this cup pass away. Let's bypass the beating part. Let me just leave. And why can't he just tell you, they were going to beat you, but I, I've made them blind. You'll just... No. Did they stone Paul? Yes. Was he shipwrecked? Yes. Was he ever hungry? Yes. But he says, the Holy Spirit told me, I mean, uh, let's be honest. What kind of prophecy are you all looking for? How about it? The man of God is here to prophesy. Everyone wants to hear open doors, blessing abound. Oh, I see open heaven from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Oh, your enemies will scatter. What if your enemies don't scatter, they scatter you? I'm asking. Because if you don't have the right understanding, one day when you go through problems, you ask God, why me? Let me read you two stories. And then I'll just lend it there. Of the end of the guys who led these churches. Let's start with Paul. I guess Paul was part of Ephesus. Remember the, those who were here, I read you a story out of these books. You can read the... This one calls the Jesus Freaks. The other one is called Fox's Book of Matthi. But Let me read to you the end of Paul. It says, this is Paul. I'm just reading the last part of it. When you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from 23 to 27, Paul says, I have traveled many weary miles. I have faced danger from flooded rivers and robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. 
I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the stormy seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be Christians and are not. I have lived with weariness and pain and sleepless nights. Often I have been hungry and thirsty, and I've gone without food. Often I have shivered with cold, without enough clothing to keep me warm. Now listen to how they, they write this story. They say, Paul survived all this. Agir. And reached Rome around 55 AD. There he was put under house arrest until his trial before Caesar. That's where you remember where, how the book of Acts ends. Again. Most ancient writers agree that although nearly all his friends left him, he defended himself before Caesar so cleverly that he was set free for a time. After more missionary journeys, he was again arrested. By this time, being a Christian or a follower of Jesus Christ, carried the penalty of death. At Paul's, as Paul's execution drew near, God prepared his heart. How's that? You remember Peter? John 21. The Bible says, Petros, But when you are old, someone will lead you by the hand where you don't want to go. You remember? And then the Bible says, he was telling him of the way he was going to die. So now here, but God prepared him and he wrote his spiritual son Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, verse 6 to 8. Now the time has come for me to die. My life is like a drink offering being poured out on the altar. I have fought well, I have finished the race, and I have been faithful. So a crown will be given to me for pleasing the Lord. Finally, Paul was sentenced to death. Because he was a Roman citizen, he was not tortured like so many of the believers were during Nero's reign, but was beheaded outside the city. He was approximately 64. They cut off his... How many of us think of dying like that? But here's one of my stories that every time I read it, I just feel God help us to prepare the church to glorify Jesus. The guy who was mentored by John, John the disciple, John Orbalanka and the one who wrote Revelation, this guy became the pastor of this church, Smyrna. Again, we are talking about Ephesus and Smyrna. His name was Polycarp. Liena, he was saying, Jesus saves through grace by faith. And they were saying, you are a heretic. Come on to among omotates. Now, can I take a minute and read you the story? Okay. The kindly old bishop entered the arena under armed guards. The stands were filled with angry mob. Their shouts filled the air. Suddenly a voice from heaven spoke to the bishop saying, Be strong, Polycarp, and play the man. Despite the noise from the crowd, many of those who stood nearby also heard the heavenly voice. Once inside the arena, the soldiers quickly brought Polycarp before the Roman proconsul. Polycarp, the well-known bishop or pastor of Smyrna, was the last living link with the twelve apostles as he had studied under John. As soon as the crowd learned that this famous bishop has been arrested, great cheer went up. They were happy. Remember what did Jesus say? You are going to be persecuted. In the, and he was the pastor of the church that Jesus says, Some of you are going to be put to death. But be strong. The proconsul tried to get Polycarp to deny Jesus Christ. And said, Swear by the fortune of Caesar. Take the oath and I will release you. Curse Christ. The bishop stood firm and he said, 86 years I have served the Lord Jesus, and he never once wronged me. How can I blaspheme my king who has saved me? The proconsul threatened, I have wild beasts ready, and I will throw you to them if you do not change your mind. Let them come, for my purpose is unchangeable, replied Polycarp. If the wild beasts don't scare you, then I will burn you with fire, said the proconsul. 
You threaten me with a fire which will burn for an hour and then will go out. But you are ignorant of the fire of future judgment of God reserved for the everlasting torment of the ungodly. But why do you delay? Bring on the beast. Bring on the fire or whatever you choose. You shall not move me to deny Christ my Lord and Savior. When the proconsul saw that Polycarp would not recant, he sent the herald to proclaim three times in the middle of the stadium. Polycarp has professed himself a Christian. As soon as they heard these words, the whole multitude of Gentiles and Jews furiously demanded that he be burned alive. Immediately dry, dry wood was brought out and heaped in the center of the arena for a bonfire. When they were about to nail him to the stake, Polycarp said, Leave me as I am. He who gives me strength to enjoy the fire will enable me to remain still within the fire. They agreed to this and simply tied his hands behind his back with a rope. In his final prayer, he prayed, Oh, Father, I thank you that you have called me to this day and hour and have counted me worthy to receive my place among the number of the holy ones who died for your name. Amen. As soon as he uttered the word, Amen, the officers lit the fire. The flames rose high above his body, but miraculously he was not burned. Those who watched said, He was in the midst of the fire, not as a burning flesh, but as gold and silver refined in a furnace. And we smelled such a sweet aroma of the incense of some or some of the precious spice. Since the fire did not him, the executioner was ordered to stab him with a sword. As soon as he did so, so much blood flowed from the wound that it put out the fire. This guy, where he was killed, he was killed in an area where he, the church he was leading was. They took him, it's like, if you are a pastor in Cosmo, eh? and they go somewhere in the free state and they sentence you. And then they want, they bring you so that the people, your, the sheep, the church that you are pastoring will see that you are dying. And then you know what he says? These are the ways that Polycarp says. He says, my sheep whom I have taught to love Jesus and never deny him. I have spoken the truth of God to you. Today I have come to seal it with my blood.